Hello and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin and this is Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today we're talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This is a fighting game created by Masahiro Sakurai, game director at Nintendo. The cast includes Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Peach, Zelda, Boy Zelda, Samus, African American Samus, Sword Guy, Sword Guy, Sword Guy, Sword Guy, Sword Guy, Sword Girl, and a Potted Plant. I played this game on the Nintendo Switch. Joey, I'm going to guess that you did that too. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> awesome. Why don't you give us the synopsis of this video game? Controlling one of various characters, players must use differing attacks to weaken their opponents and knock them out of the arena. That is a synopsis that we stole from the Wikipedia article on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but I thought it was a pretty good way to describe Smash Bros. Because it, it's been a, a game for so long. It's kind of people know what Smash Bros. is. It's like, hey, you want to play Smash Bros.? I mean, it's a fighting game, but it's different from other fighting games. It has its own. It's little... almost, I mean, it's, it's been around for so long. It's almost like you kind of lose perspective of what it actually is at this point. Right. And especially because it's remained largely unchanged, which. Yes, very much. It's pretty cool. But we'll talk about that too. But also, another thing if you're under 21 and you're listening to this podcast, you might want to consider getting an adult because un- <laughs> unlike norm- normal time, Joey and I usually record in the morning. We're recording on a Friday night right now, which means we've got beers out. That's right. Affable beers. beers. And uh, dude, <laughs> I want to, uh, right now I'm drinking a shock top, but when I went to the liquor store, I am such a sucker. I've realized this about myself. I'm such a sucker for beers that have weird names. I, I, Why, do you just like trying new things or like, I, what exactly is the problem? I don't think your beer has to be that good for me to purchase it. I, I think most beers are pretty good, but do you have a favorite type of beer? Um, not necessarily. I like to change it up. You know, I don't like to drink the same thing too much, too often. But like, there's this one that I got called the Perfect Disguise Double IPA, and it's like a little hop. Like, you know what a hop looks like? Like a little green yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little hop, and he's inside of like a wooden like yodeler. Like you know those guys that are. Uh, they're kind of German, I think, or I, I don't know. They're the guys that go like, you, you know, they yodel on top of the mountains. Are you not going to yodel? <laughs> I can't, I'm going to save our <laughs> listeners the, the agony of listening to that. But it's like a little hop guy, and he's inside of this wooden yodeler, and it's the perfect disguise. I can't even, it has like a little cartoon on it too. Dude, and of course I had to buy that one. But then it gets even worse. I got the Dunkin' Donuts coffee porter because I didn't know Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> brewed beer. <laughs> I mean, like, do you drink those or do you just look at them? Oh, I definitely drink them. And then I forget about them instantly. It doesn't well, matter what they're called. you should get that, like, uh, that beer social media app. You know, the one that, like, you can track which beers you drink uh, and then, like, you can rate them. No disrespect to people who have that app, but I absolutely hate that app. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Because, dude, don't t- don't don't log on your app. What beer you're drinking? 
drink your beer. That's that's my way of going about it. I mean, I'm, I'm you yeah. Sh- and look at what you're doing. You're buying all sorts of weird ones. <laughs> I'm putting having a good time, the, and you're upset with them. How marketing is working so well for you? Listen to this. You know, I, maybe if you kept track of which beers you drank, then you would know which kinds you like, and then you could have a better time with the whole thing. I know some of the beers I like. Like I, I bought the Shock Top Belgian White because I've had it before, and I like. I know I like Shock Top. Anyways, okay, this, we're getting off topic here. Let me just tell you one more one beer that like I'm really a sucker for. There's a local brewery here in OKC called Vanessa House, and they have, in my opinion, one of the worst brewery beers. Um, but I get it all the time because it's called the 401k beer, and I'm such an adult that I have to have it. I have to. I, I contribute to my 401k and I drink my 401k at the same time. But none of that wow. matters moving forward for this podcast, except for we might be burping a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what did you what did you like about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Well, the same thing that I like about all the other ones, where it's it's easy to play, it's easy to learn, it's fun, it's exciting. This one more than the other ones was really like cinematic. Um, and of course, it's like a great game to play in, in any group, you know, one on one or, you know, a big group, like even up to eight people. That's um, those are great things about it. What about you? Yeah, it, it's some of the best local multiplayer that's still being made today because plenty of other games are leaving the split screen aspect of their multiplayer games behind. Uh, I mean, a good example of that was Halo. Halo used to be one of the premier split screen multiplayer games. And this is obviously Halo kind of came to age and like as online multiplayer was kind of advancing, but um, getting rid of that really shows the changing of the time where uh, these video game companies would rather you have your own console, you know, play on, like subscribe to their online package and play with your friends in different locations as opposed to the way it used to be, which was like, let's all go to, you know, Jimmy's house and play some Smash Brothers together. So Smash Brothers still gives you that. I still get together with some of my coworkers and we play Smash Brothers all on one screen, which is really cool. Uh, there's also a absolutely ginormous, huge cast of characters in here, which is really cool. It's just more content, really. Um, and as far as I know, I'm not an expert on like the balance or like which characters are OP or whatever, but for the most part, it seems like you can get good with almost any character. And if you're good, you're good. Uh, and it doesn't seem like there's like a certain set of characters. That's the only ones that are worth playing as, um, there's so many series that get involved in super smash brothers, which is the point, right? Super smash brothers supposed to be bringing together of all these different series, but even some really minor series get uh, represented multiple times, whether that's through music or that's through stages, whether that's through assist trophies or even just spirits, which we'll get into that, uh, that really expands this uh, Nintendo universe, makes it so that nobody gets left out, really. Um, there's And just like I said with uh, all these different series is getting stages, there's a bunch of stages in this game. You can... And options that let you augment the stages based on what you like you just want a palette change you can keep them on like a more competitive version i think they call that um battlefield is there's, a, there's the battlefield version and there's like the omega version which is um uh like this final destination right right so it's just a flat platform uh, there's, it's a great soundtrack. And what I mean by that is you just, you, you have your pick of so many songs. Uh, we'll talk about the soundtrack a little bit more later. And I think it holds up to high expectations. This series has been super popular and every time you make a new iteration, you have the potential to ruin it. And I think that they've done so well, not just with this game, uh, but the, throughout the entire series of delivering on the promise of smash brothers. So I, I think that's really cool. Uh, moving on to the cons. 
I was actually pretty disgusted by the limited online capability here because I thought the whole point of getting a Switch was so that you could play Smash Brothers like you're there in person with your friends, but online. But this is not the case. Uh, also, the Joy-Cons, and this isn't really a Smash Brothers problem, but it's more of a Switch problem, but I bought the Switch so I could play Smash Brothers. Your Joy-Cons, if you use them together, they count as two controllers. They're two devices that are connected to your Switch, and you can only connect eight devices. So if everyone's got Joy-Cons, you can only have four players. So you have to- Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, and it's it was a- What about GameCube controllers? GameCube controllers count as one. Every controller counts as one. So each half of your Joy-Con controller configuration is one controller. So if you use just the small, like a single Joy-Con, you can get eight players with eight Joy-Cons, but who wants to play that way, right? So you're, yeah. you're almost forced to purchase more controllers, which is kind of- Kind of classic Nintendo, but also uh, just a bit, little bit frustrating, especially because uh, the multiplayer aspect of this is so enticing. I, I went to a like a Smash Brothers LAN party, if you want to even call it that. It was just one device, but um, we had to get really creative with our controllers because we thought Joy-Cons were going to be enough. So, uh, which was, but again, it's a Switch problem, not a M Smash problem. But Smash is the only game, or well, a game where you'd want to have a lot of controllers. And uh, yeah. also, this one's kind of a meme. It's not a real criticism, but I was really disappointed Waluigi is not a playable character. I know he's an assist trophy, but at, he's my favorite Mario brother, and kind of ironically, but... <laughs> he, I mean, he has to be. He has no merit on his own. And that's the reason why I understand he's not a... There's no reason to put him in here, uh, because he doesn't even have a game where he appears on his own, or does anything other than be like a multiplayer character. So I feel like the memes like of him missing make him missing worth it honestly i agree it, it brings him more relevance i think to <laughs> exactly. not be a character it's like it's just better if they don't include him at this point right so what about you what what didn't you like um i don't know there's a few things i that stood out to me first of all like there's not much to do on your own um i have a few friends who have this game but i haven't really had a lot of time to sit down and play with them in person I've played online a little bit with uh, friends and played online with strangers and stuff, but I don't know. It wasn't all that engaging. Like you said, there's a lot. There's not like a lot of uh, a capability with the online. It's very limited. And um, even like on your own, like uh, there's not like uh, much else to do besides the story mode. And the story mode, I think, is boring. Um, and I really like didn't enjoy playing it the whole time I went through it. And um, I was only playing it to unlock characters. I thought that would be the most interesting way to unlock characters. And uh, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was like very mundane, very kind of like confusing in like a hard to understand way. Like there's a, a large learning gap and I just didn't, wasn't willing to put in the work to like actually learn all the stuff I needed to learn to play it. I just wanted to go through and be told a story and that's not what I got at all. Okay, well, let's, uh, we'll dive deeper into the story in our overall section. Why don't you go ahead and take it away with the overall, Joey? Okay, so uh, as the fifth edition in a series, there really hasn't been much change, especially not since the last one, which only came out like four years ago. Um, Smash 4 or um, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Wii U, whatever it was called. That has the longest name and the most um, clunky name. Um, 
there, there, I did like that they had a single player mode. I really liked the subspace emissary from Brawl. I thought that was really interesting and like very melodramatic, but in a very entertaining way. There's a lot of stuff to do. Like every moment was like, oh, wow, that's so epic. There's all these great, like, um, uh, all these great cutscenes and stuff. This one had like one cool cutscene at the beginning, and then it's like, oh, do the same thing over and over again for hours and hours. And you know, there's no clear direction or anything like that. You just kind of have to figure it out. So hold on, I want to I want to pause you really quick. Let's go back. The subspace emissary, uh, if I remember correctly, because this was from Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which was for the yeah. Wii. It was kind yes. of a story mode where it passed the sto- like the main character position to different characters. So sometimes yes. you were forced to play as a character that you weren't like super familiar with or you weren't a big fan of, but that was like made sense in the story. And th- Right, they they moved the story around so that that's what had to happen. You only had a set number of characters and like when you died, you would go to a different tier of characters and you got to choose what order your characters came in. Um, but they didn't have any superpowers or anything, right? They just kind of came in and had to deal with the situation. The subspace adventure also had unique stages and lots and lots of boss battles. Which this game doesn't really. All the stages are the same. There are a few boss battles. I did face Giga Bowser. I I had to beat. I beat Dracula today. There's also that big robot like Rhino thing that I beat that took me a long time. But um, those are the only three. And like everything else was just like a person. But he's like you know, oh wow, this person is cool. But he's purple now. You know, it's like oh now you know it's Donkey Kong. But He's gray, so he's a he's you know the gray Donkey Kong, the gray gorilla. <laughs> like, oh, don't you recognize the gray gorilla from this game? He's Donkey Kong right now. Oh. Like, he, Donkey Kong is pretending to be him. Okay, so let, let's don't you get it? Let, let's kind of break down the way that this story mode is set up. So it starts off as all of the characters kind of being grouped up, and they get attacked by the big light Gleam. guy. Gleam, that's his name. Gleam, yeah, like. I think it's like spelled Galim, but I think it's pronounced Gleam, as in like you know, like a a gleam of light. I don't, I don't even know sure, how that word sure, is used. Good luck, good <laughs> luck knowing that from playing the game because there's no dialogue in this game basically, and so everyone gets totally wrecked at the beginning by these invincible like arrows of light that come through and just shred through everyone except Kirby because Kirby's a real one and he's able to air ride his way out of there <laughs> and he doesn't get killed by the light. But then you have to, you start as Kirby and basically you're freeing these souls. The way they they show it as like when they get hit by this light, they get captured and then these clones get made out of them that like, it like drips underneath them. And then a soul that's been captured by Galeem and like goes into that copied body and you have to defeat them to free the spirit. And it does change. And I know you're like, it is kind of like a havesy way of create, like making fighting the same characters over and over kind of different. But I also did kind of like that because there's a lot of like very minor characters that ended up getting, you know, mentioned in smash brothers that otherwise never would have been mentioned in smash brothers. If you didn't do it this way, like one of the ones that I don't know, I felt like that was super lazy. Like, like, I spent, I like I guess it, it would be so much work obviously to create character models for every single like Nintendo character that they're trying to include in this but wouldn't that be awesome though like to face every like to face like uh, a whole bunch of different unique characters and they're all like different and they have like a little like maybe even if they have similar move sets but you have to figure that out because you've never seen them before and you can't even play as them because they're just like you know they're so different like imagine instead of having to face 
you know, a guy, one guy and his assist trophy if you just had to face the assist trophy, right? Okay, yeah. You, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I think the, I was hooked with the premise. I saw the trailer and everything, I thought, oh man, this is gonna be cool, you know, I don't know how this is gonna work, but, you know, I like the idea of, like, you have to fight all the people, and once you fight them, you unlock them and stuff. I think that, like, I was on board for that. But once I got to see, like, the whole maze that you have to walk through and, like, all these winding paths that are, like, super well, it's not easy to follow at all, like, what's going on. And you have to fa you have to go through all these checkpoints over and over and over again. And the only thing I was interested in doing was unlocking characters. So, but they always make the hardest spirit right before you have to unlock a character. So you spend, like, an hour facing one guy where you spent, you, you know, you beat everyone else in, like, a less than a minute. Right, okay, well... Like, so sometimes it took you longer to select your character than it did to beat the character you were facing. <laughs> um, which, that did get a little bit tedious. That was one of the things I, I was kind of frustrated with was I felt like the menus weren't super easy to navigate. Like you, you defeat a bunch of souls and you collect like a huge catalog of souls and suddenly it's impossible to find anybody. Like unless you memorized yeah. it yourself, you, it was so hard to like, you know, filter through and find the type of soul that you were looking for. And they don't even like necessarily encourage that because they also give you like the randomize option. You know, you just press X until you get a guy that you like. Right. And then that like gives you the option to, Excuse me. To give you like the best, you know, it gives you the best soul matchup or whatever. Best with air quotes because some some of the souls are definitely better than others just outright. Like some, yeah, like, and yeah. I mean, there are some times where it would be helpful to be like I don't know immune to screen switching or something like that. But if I'm if I start the battle gigantic with a killing edge and my soul like strength is super high over my opponent, I just spawn, smash them once, and then the battle's over. So there's no real thought that goes into it because that was kind of. At first, I was like, okay, this is way too hard. I'm n I do not want to have to learn all this stuff about these spirits. I just want to play Smash Yeah, Brothers. that's how I felt, too. I was like, what is all of this? I don't care. I just want to, you know, battle and then, like, see where this goes. You know, I was interested in the story. That's what hooked me in. I wasn't playing the same character over and over again on the same stage over and over again. Right, and, and that's the thing. Once I figured out... First off, once I unlocked a character that I was good at, I was not going to change. I was going to be that character exactly. forever. And then uh, once I figured out that, like, having high attack, and high defense is better than anything really then i just got level 99 for like a really good soul of each color and so i could always have the the rock paper scissors thing which okay that is a lot i'm saying a lot right now but that was one of the <laughs> things that i thought was at least that was done somewhat well to have like the sword beats like claw claw beats shield and shield beats sword because then you're forced to switch uh spirits you know to a certain degree like otherwise i would have just used whatever soul power or soul points that are the highest because obviously it becomes it so be technical though like yeah yeah because you, you have to like figure out like oh like this guy has a higher number than this guy and it's like oh like this, you know, this random thing that I've never seen before is better than this random thing that I've never seen before. So I'm going to put them together and all that. But you don't even have to do that necessarily because you can also just, you know, randomize and it does it for you. So, like, the whatever, like, advanced strategy that they're trying to, like, impart on you is kind of lost um, by you just being able to subvert that, too. And I don't, like, I don't know, I, that wasn't what I signed up for, I guess. I wasn't really interested in the whole souls thing. I know in past games they've done stuff with like stickers where you can add stickers to like certain characters or like to certain um like names, I guess, so that you have like special powers and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I, I I was never interested in doing that. I was always more interested in like 
like putting my raw strength against someone else's raw strength you know i was never interested in buffs sure i i don't know i think there's a place for it i think the spirit concept is pretty cool uh like being able to change your characters in certain ways and having like a loadout, I think the idea is is different, you know. And and for somebody who maybe owns a Switch and doesn't have an internet and they're just playing it for this, like this this is a massive amount of content for them to pour through, even if it is somewhat repetitive. But let's say you put it on hard mode and you really have to think about every single individual matchup. Maybe that can be satisfying for some people. I didn't find it satisfying, but I can see how maybe someone would get into it. One of the problems I had, and maybe it's because I did didn't understand it which that's a problem in itself but the the certain places where you could go to train or like do time uh activities right where you can drop your guy off at the dojo or you can oh yeah yeah, yeah. those things while i was like oh good i don't have to spend my soul points or whatever on this i already got so many soul points i could level up the souls that i wanted and i uh i i didn't see the uh, well so that was for like the training ones but like the dojos where they would like augment your souls they always had a negative that went with it so not oh, only really? not only well at least the ones i investigated not only were you sacrificing your time by putting your soul in there and being like okay i'm gonna wait until this like gets stronger in the dojo but also it's like attack gets buffed or uh yeah buff but then your defense gets nerfed and i'm like okay don't want to have nerfed defense so i'm not gonna do it <laughs> yeah i never even like i think i did one of those and then i was like it's gonna be way too hard for me to remember how i got back here so i don't care i just put some guys in there that i didn't care about i don't even know if i ever picked them up again like i just probably just forgot about it because again like i was just looking for the statues and so i was like taking the path of least resistance as much as possible and i was avoiding whole paths that had a bunch of like souls that i had to clear you know what i mean so i would just ignore those orbs altogether and just you know i would be able to walk around that whole path if i just took the long way and i felt like that was faster than having to slog through oh now i have to face this guy he's green now i have to be red okay beat him now next guy he's red i have to be blue okay beat him you know like i didn't want to go through that honestly i didn't want to play the actual game i just wanted to get to the next thing well yeah and, and then like you you mentioned this before but let's let's t discuss it in detail is how confusing these maps were there are definitely times where i was like okay i want to go over there i'd like bring up the map okay that's the direction i need to go and then i'd walk and end up somewhere else and i'm like that's not where i wanted to go and, and that's, <laughs> i know that's not fun that's not like <laughs> yes i like i got totally confused by the map yes like i'm having a great time i, I told well there was a couple times where i like figured it out and i felt good about that but there are other times where it's like oh you have to cross this ocean you have to have this one specific guy and i'm like where the hell is this guy i ended up like for the the whole like lapras thing where you had to cross the ocean yeah. i ended up like looking that up on the internet to find out where he was so i could find it easily and that would have taken me an hour if i hadn't done that like there, it could have literally been anywhere, and I, I wouldn't have been able to find him. And I had to face all of these souls and then have all, all these extra souls that I had to sort through in order to get to the thing. Like, I don't know. There, there was a lot of this that felt like I was slogging through to get to the end, to get to the next thing, without like having like mo like a adequate motivation with the story. Right, because the story is almost non-existent. They, they set it up, yeah. and then they're like, okay, run with it. And uh, like the Lapras thing... At least to me, it didn't seem very indicative when I received one of those souls that would allow me to go through one of the obstacles. Like when I got yes. Bomberman and then I walked up to a rock and then I was able to blow it up. I was like, 
oh, I guess Bomberman can blow up rocks. Like, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even realize I got Bomberman. You know, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that was convenient. I guess I solved that puzzle without even knowing what it was. Right, exactly. And there's a lot like that. Like, the, like you were saying about like the soul points or something. Like, I amassed like tens of thousands of soul points, and I'm like, what are these even for? And then I found out that I can level up my guys, and then I did that, and then the game was a little bit easier. But I was like, what was the point of that? Like, I didn't feel like I was working towards something. I just turned out that I was ignoring one aspect of the game that I didn't understand. Oh, yeah. Once I had that, I was like, okay, I'm only going to level up my bet, like the ones that have the most stars, because they're the ones that are the best, and I'm going to go from zero to 99 every single time. I'm never going to actually like train or do any of that because I have the souls. I just drop a bunch of souls on it, get to level 99, and there we go. Now I can use it as it at its maximum power because why wouldn't I do that? So there's like aspects of it where they're like, we want like the grind is necessary, but I was like, no, it's not. Um, at the same time, this game was really, this one was really long. So I, I remember you, <laughs> you, you kind of clued me into this, but I had no idea how long this game was going to end up being because I, you go around the big map at the beginning, like the, the original map where you're removing all the fog and you get to the end of that and you fight Galim. He, his shields are down and you're like, all right, time to fight the big monster, the big bad guy, the, the God mode enemy where I'm going to have to where. First off, he could definitely easily kill me, but instead he has like scripted battles things that lets me attack yeah, him. Yeah, you can easily learn. Sure, but but it's it's classic Smash Brothers, you know, Master Hand does the same thing, all that. But <laughs> um, I defeated that guy and I was like, okay, thank God, I, I beat the game and it's Wednesday night. So um, I, can, I have plenty of time to review the rest of the game for the podcast. This is gonna be great. And nope, <laughs> I the, instead of the game ending there, which at, at the time I was like, OK, this makes sense. Like was, I wouldn't even call it like too short at that point. I would say that was like an adequate amount of grinding to get to that point. But instead, yeah. a dark monster that I had no reference to before this literally breaks through the sky like <laughs> he just comes like becomes part of like the environment and just breaks through the sky. And then he he swarms in, and I got to defeat his stuff, which is just beautiful. And uh, <laughs> thank God his map was smaller, but not that much smaller. I mean, I, I did you beat him? Oh, big time, dude! I wasn't gonna let him stand yeah, in my I, way. I uh, yeah, I gave up. Once I unlocked all the characters, I was like, I'm bored. I'm done with this. I don't want to play anymore. Well, here's the thing: I was on a, I had a vendetta against this game because <laughs> I was, I was so set on beating it. I had told you multiple times. I was like, oh yeah, I'm so close to beating it. I'll, I'll beat it tonight. You know, I was like, so I was so wrong that I, <laughs> that I said I had to beat it. So, so that's what I did. I set out to, I, I went full grind mode. I played nine hours in two days and i have a oh full-time job so i basically put everything else on pause and i was like i'm beating this game and every time i did something that felt like the beating the game it was not beating the game <laughs> which is obviously by design and if you're really into smash brothers like if you're 12 and you're playing this you probably think it's very epic but for me who was trying to finish it for a podcast i was like are you freaking kidding me like <laughs> i'm sitting here like i'm hungry i haven't eaten dinner yet I'm like, I thought this game was going to be over three hours ago. <laughs> and yeah, little did you know. Well, do you want to know, do you like, want, do you know how it ends? A... Did you look up how? No, no. Tell me how it okay, ends. Okay. So you, you end up like clearing that second map and you get to fight the dark guy, uh, whatever. It, 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 you know what? I don't care what his name is because it, I don't think that he was Darkness. that epic. Um, anyways, you fight him 
and you beat him and it's like now you've done it right nope you haven't even defeated him and you also didn't even defeat the first guy because they basically just ignore you after that and they start fighting each other so there's like a light versus dark battle which is totally confusing because i always thought light was good and dark was bad turns out they're equally evil um so then you get put on this other map that is half light half dark and you have like these windy paths that lead you to either of the big guys and you have to so you, again you're just slaughtering souls like oh god when is this going to end and it doesn't and it doesn't necessarily tell you what to do if you kill a bunch of light souls then the dark starts winning the battle and um mm. and if you kill the dark souls the opposite happens the light starts winning the battle and you can uh, you can actually attack w- like one or the other and if you defeat them like i i ended up just killing all the light souls and i went and killed the light guy again like the god of light or whatever so you chose darkness i guess i told the i chose the path of least resistance i couldn't tell what i was supposed to do because it, it didn't have any indication what you're supposed to do you're just there and so i went i killed the light guy and then the game just ends like you just get sent to the save screen and they're like try again and you're like what i just did all that for nothing <laughs> so then you have to go and clear the dark side of the board as well and it, once you do that so Apparently, I looked it up. You can either kill the dark guy or the light guy, and the game will just end right there. Uh, but if you want to continue, which, of course, I had to because I wanted to beat the game. I was on a mission here. You you have to, like, <laughs> kill enough of both army that, like, it, the, it lines up in the middle, and then you can approach both of them. You have to... Oh, my God, ah. dude. You have to beat Crazy Hand and Master Hand. So Master Hand is on the light side. Crazy Hand is on the dark side. You have to kill Crazy Hand, like, seven times to beat this game. Really? Like not in a row, but if like he just keeps coming back. And it's like, dude, I don't want to fight Crazy Hand again. By the <laughs> by the end by the end of this game, I knew how to I knew all their moves. I was like really good at beating Crazy Hand and Master Hand. Um which You just like dodge everything? Yeah, it just became routine. Like I was like, okay, here's what I do at this point, here's what I do at this point. And of course you're you're super powerful with your souls. Like I basically focused on smash attacks, so I had yeah. Oh, not to mention your skill tree. Do we even mention the skill tree? Oh my god. So I don't sk- even go into the skill tree. The skill tree makes it so that you can have <laughs> basically permanent souls. Like you can have things that souls give you forever. So I had, you know, an extra jump. I had un- like unlimited dodging, unlimited shielding. Like it was just so- the game was so much easier. My smash attacks did so much more damage. I had like 12% of the time I would have a critical hit. So it's all this stuff. Um, you know, I was like resistant to poison and fire and everything. I was just super God mode. So killing crazy hand for the seventh time was, it was just a chore. I was like, okay, here we go. You know, chopping your fingers (laughs) off. Anyways. So you defeat master hand and crazy hand. And eventually you go to the center there and you actually get to play as both of them. Uh, or sorry, not both of them. You get to play as master hand and Ah. you, uh, you get to kill a bunch of souls all at once. You get all his moves. Yes. Yeah. It's actually kind of cool. You get to try to figure it out. I was trying to figure it out and I died because <laughs> you, like you have stamina while like this like mm. waves and waves and waves of fighters like the soul fighters show up and they have stamina or sorry uh, percentage. So you're trying to smash them while they're trying to knock out all your health. It's pretty easy. As long as you just keep attacking, you, you can pretty much do it. Uh, I did it on my second try. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact order because it gets crazy after this. You um. You end up fighting. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that the next part is you you get on this like platformer uh, thing where it, it's like a screen that's slowly rising. So if you don't keep jumping, you'll die. And you have to like jump from platform to platform. And there's tomatoes there and uh, like the maximum tomatoes so you can regenerate your health. And you have a backpack. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, it's coming back what? to me. You have here. a backpack? This is getting so much. Like, it's so crazy. Confusing. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I was sitting here and I was like, I thought I just beat the game. Nope. You had to do this like crazy thing where you have to. So basically, you're like jumping from platform to platform, trying to keep up with the camera, and you have three lives. You pick three characters to go into this battle with. Oh my so, gosh. So you're like jumping from platform to platform as you go up, and every once in a while, you'll run into like basically a final destination platform where you'll fight a bunch of guys there. And of course, they're weaker than you. So it's just a chore to like, you know, yeah and like kill them all <laughs> and then and then you keep going all these platforms and then you get to the top and at the top there's these um all of the souls of the bosses you've beaten are there and they're battling each other so the dark ones are fighting the light ones and so you have to jump up and like slash them or, or hit them with whatever attacks you have and then you do the boss battle again which you've already done so you're doing the exact same boss battle again. You have to fight all the bosses again. But this time it's different because you only have three stock to defeat six bosses. Ah. Yeah. And you and it, the percentage that you have when you finish the battle, you retain when you come out. But they do yeah. have one of those maximum hearts or whatever they're called. It's not maximum heart. So it's, it's like, like a, what's this, like all-star mode? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it kind of like all-star mode and then you uh but you, and you have those three characters. So basically I used my Celebi spirit. Did you get Celebi? I don't even know what that means. Celebi is a Pokemon, and uh, it, it basically it took up three slots, and it gave you um, really good health regeneration. So, like, every mm. five seconds, you'd get, like, 10% back or something, which is the key to, like, defeating six bosses in a row because you have to keep sustaining your same life. So I had to do that a few times. So I ended up beating like 18 bosses. But by the time I beat that, then you get to fight the, both uh, gods, like the dark god and the light god at the same time. They're so, both fighting you now. They're stopped fighting each other and they're both fighting you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they have the same moves that they had in their own boss battles, but they're doing them at the same time, which makes it kind of difficult. But here's what you do. You use conventional wisdom and say one is easier than two and you just focus on killing one and then you <laughs> kill the other one just like last time. And then you win and uh, all the souls get freed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> damn dude that sounds really complicated i could not believe every time i do something else i was like no there's more no like and, and again i was definitely biased because i was trying to finish the game as quickly as possible i didn't start out that way but once i yeah, saw well, how many i was kind of the same way because when I, I i got the game like the day it came out and i started playing the story mode and i wanted to lock all the characters as quickly as possible and I want to do it kind of interesting way, so I thought the story mode would be interesting. So I was kind of going through, like slogging through, like, all right, where's the next character? Where's the next statue? You know, trying to figure out how to get there. I liked kind of doing that because I had to navigate the maze. But still, like, I don't know, like, I didn't, I had the actual facing of all the souls was something I was not looking forward to. And I, like, basically tried to skip as much as possible. And yeah, once I unlocked all the characters, like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> I'm done with the story mode. Yeah, especially. It's just, it felt like there's missed potential with the souls. Like, it was a good idea, but I don't know if it was executed very well because I basically got down to, like, a handful of souls that I knew were the best. Like, the best right. for what I was doing, which was, like, high damage immediately so that I can get in and out of every single battle. So it's, like, a lot of times I would appear as Marth and I would be huge and I would just smash them once and it'd be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, good thing I did that. You know, I'm like, oh, this is, this is real gaming. So... Uh, <laughs> So it was, uh, yeah. But that being said, I am proud of myself for beating it because it was a real slog and I got through it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you got through it because I certainly was not willing to. 
I, the thing is, I thought I, many times I was like, I just give up. This won't matter. But I, in my head, I was like thinking I'm going to get to the podcast and you're going to be like, oh, did you beat it? And I'm going to be like, no. And you're like, what? How can you make a podcast and you haven't beaten it? So I was like, oh God, I can't let that happen. <laughs> Here I am and you haven't even beaten it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep all that for nothing uh but okay but it is something i am kind of proud of i was bragging to my smash bros friends at work i was like hey i beat story mode and all of them had the same reaction which was like why <laughs> <laughs> but i do feel good about it but okay i think that's enough about story mode um to tell you the truth I, it wasn't the worst way to spend the, to pass the time because it was so mindless i did listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of music while i was doing it so it yeah. was kind of, it was like one of those things where it's like i need something to do with my hands so i'll just beat smash bros uh story <laughs> mode you know yeah and uh listen to stuff so that hamster wheeling right really it really was so it, it's i don't think i'll ever do it again i don't recommend anyone else do it unless they're like really bored um but (laughs) even then i can recommend way better stuff to do so uh yeah okay let's wrap that up on this story mode and now uh what i want to do is just take us through all the different like modes and uh, features of this game and just kind of talk about them one by one it's one of the things that's super impressive about smash brothers is they have so many different things you can do and i think they know that you're probably only going to use a handful of them but they include them anyways for the specific people that will be using those features which i think is really cool uh so the first one smash the normal what you you know what you remember from your childhood the basic smash uh and this is largely unchanged, very similar. Uh, I, I think they changed some of the menus for it, which I wasn't a yeah. huge fan of. Like Me I don't either. I don't like the whole like um, how you have to choose the rules before it starts and everything, and like you have to like name the rules, and it's like hard to change things, and they always want you to save them. I don't know. It's, if like whenever I play, I always like change the rules slightly. Like I like playing with different items and changing up the items every time. And so like I was like, no, I'm not gonna like have a different save file for every single one of these. Exactly. I don't think, I think it's bizarre that they force you to save. And I think that that really makes the whole experience much more difficult than it needs to be. Because a lot of times you just want to go through quickly. Okay, this, 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 this. All right, let's play. And then typing on this, the switch is horrible <laughs> so the fact that they force you to name everything means that you're just going to have a bunch of one 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 two one 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 three and it's just sure. going to be a, it's going to be a mess so that part is not great but for the most part it is very customizable it's uh the the actual multiplayer aspect of it yeah they give you a lot of options yeah. you can choose like what stages are random and like what what kind of randomness you can use and stuff yeah it's pretty cool yeah and you know item selection and and spirits and all that stuff Ooh, one thing do they have this in the wii u version or sorry yeah the wii u version where your smash meter could charge up or is that new i think that well oh like oh like um like instead of having uh to hit a smash, the smash brother ball. a smash ball no yeah. i don't think they did have no they didn't have that i do like that a lot i like the like you can build up your uh your your smash ball move which that's cool yeah yeah which also that's that, like a, that's like a more traditional fighting game yes and i'm glad they they have that because uh it's a good way to like express your character you know they get to do something that totally breaks the rules of smash brothers you couldn't do it normally because it's like a little cutscene. they get to do mid battle which is which right. is really cool i do like the like the smash like the super, the final smash move final and stuff. smash that's, smash ball come on i mean that's what it is i mean it's from the <laughs> smash ball i also like that that item too the uh the fake smash ball i thought that's kind of fun 
Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think people don't like the Final Smash aspect of it. They feel like it's too random, I guess. But I kind of like it because it's, it's like it adds an extra challenge to the game in like you, uh, having to dodge other people's smash attacks is like a skill in itself. And I feel like I, you know, trying to draw people in so that they can like use it and then like fake them out. I feel like that's a, that's a fun thing to do for me. Yeah. Even being able to land a smash attack, I think has its own, it's, it's skill in itself. Yeah. So I, I don't think, yeah, I think that they're fine. Although the thing about smash brothers is very customizable. If you don't like smash attacks, you can, or sorry, if you take don't like out, final yeah. smashes, yeah, you can take them out, which is really cool. Like the whole customizable aspect of smash. It's very, I mean, obviously, a really popular part of it is something that it continues to be great at. Although, if you're a professional or are serious about this game, your uh, options stay pretty similar. You just do no <laughs> items, final destination, fox only, or whoever. Gosh. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that's Smash. A couple other ones that I usually don't really mess with, but I looked at for the podcast. Squad Strike, uh, which is... I haven't played a whole lot of other uh, fighting games, but I feel like there's probably... Actually, I know of a fighting game that's like this is uh, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z does this, where you pick like three characters and then you fight 1v1, but when one of your characters dies, it's replaced by another character. So you're yeah. do, It's like a 1v1 with three different characters, uh, which is pretty cool. You can do a three or five. It's just another way to play. I don't know of this being very popular, but again, it's like... Wouldn't it be cool to do that? Well, here you go. You know, you have yeah, that, that option. Cool. Um, they also have the tournament mode, which is not new. This has been in a bunch of Smash Brothers, but it's like really easy way to set up a tournament. It's animated. It shows you kind of the path that winners have taken whenever they show up, which is really cool. Um, it's a way that allows you to, let's just say you had 32 people over your house and you wanted to, all of them to play Smash together. You could potentially have them all be participants in this tournament and you can set it up in two minutes, which is which is really nice. And again, this is just an example of one of these ones where it's like, you'll probably never use it, but it is there and it's very functional. Um, and as a, it's March Madness right now. So of course I had to do a, a practice. A yeah and i i set up my bracket and of course my bracket got busted dude dang classic march madness where your bracket gets suck. busted ah it's the worst and i don't the, know anything about that i'm the only one no one else's bracket gets gets busted like mine um <laughs> <laughs> um the spirit board which is kind of like an extension of story mode kind of uh, it's basically story mode without all the walking around. Uh, you just fight different spirits and they have different scenarios going in there. So another good way to pass the time if you really have nothing to do. Um, and you can get more powerful spirits, which will make the future spirit battles, you know, easier, easier, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and less interesting. Well, they have like limited time spirits. Like right now they have flying spirits are uh they're flying through your weekend and, and from now until like sunday or something there's special spirits that only appear right now like i got omega ridley uh a couple hours ago because what I, does that mean she's like flat wait was ridley a girl i don't know i just made that up <laughs> oh is she okay is she flat like the omega maps that's funny um i assume it's a um a not samus metroid prime reference or metroid reference but i don't know that's another thing that it, this game kind of suffers from but I, I would say it's just like a, a casual gamer like me suffers from is there's a ton of stuff in this game that means nothing to me like there's a ton of stuff where i'm like i have oh, no yeah. idea what this is from and i do not care 
Rid- Ridley's a boy, by the way. Okay, and I know Ridley um, is a bit the bad guy from Metroid. So uh... yeah, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, yeah, all the spirits. Like I reckon. I mean, I don't play a lot of video games. I mean, I I'm a big Nintendo fan. I play a lot of Nintendo games, but there's tons and tons of stuff in there that I uh, I didn't recognize at all, and I didn't feel bad for not recognizing them either. I'm just like, oh, that's a thing. You know, that's a unique shape I've never seen before, and a name that is unpronounceable. I'm good. Like, let's move on. <laughs> right, but I'm sure there are those people who are like, oh, I'm so glad this that like, got represented. Like, I'm- yeah, I guess I'm being kind of hypocritical because every time I saw something from like Zelda: Breath of the Wild or anything like that, I was like, oh, hey, I know what that is. That's cool. Right. And <laughs> Thanks I- for including that, Nintendo. Exactly. <laughs> Like, there were times, like, Bomberman, I don't know how many people played Bomberman, but that was one of my favorite DS games, uh, which I know Bomberman's from before that, but that was the game that I played. And also, yeah. um, so many Fire Emblem characters. Like, there was one, that was one of, like, the color palette things that I did actually really like, uh, was, because I don't even, Richter is from Castlevania, right? Yes. Rick- which is a great show on Netflix, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the best video game adaptations ever. Wow. Even better than Resident Evil? Yes, even better than uh, um, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Or not Super Smash Brothers, but uh, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Uh, wait, I, I, actually, I actually really like Doom, by the way. Really? I haven't seen yes. it. Um, but wait, are you talking Carl about... Urban and, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Have you... Are you wait, when you're talking about um, the other game, uh, Super Smash Brothers, are you talking about that one with like the really scary-looking... Uh, uh, like Goombas and stuff, like it, it's like the very yeah, yeah, like yeah. the hyper yeah, realistic um, one. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, the one with uh, not animated, you know, like yeah. real person. Real people. Oh, What's dude. his name? Um, Bob Hoskins. That's his name from Who Framed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, okay, I remember that guy now. Um, yeah, that movie is freaky. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, "This isn't Mario." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, so I don't even remember where we were at. <laughs> <laughs> Too many beers. Okay, do you want to move into the uh, the uh, what's it online online? Sure, online is like I said, it was kind of disappointing. Um, I mean, if you just want to hop into any old game, then it's it's fine. You can find a match pretty quickly. Uh, you can even set your preferred rules, which I think for the most part covers things. Like basically, if you, but you have don't get your preferred rules, do you? I did. But I, I almost never did. I only played a few times, but I mean, I just did. My preferred rules were um, just no items. So I guess that might be easy to uh, satisfy. That's easy requirement to satisfy. Uh, but like the real disappointing part of it, I would even take random battles if I could party up with my friends. Oh, yeah. How, how disappointing is that? Like it's the, awful. You should be like, able to yeah, search you can't with play a party. with. Yeah, you can play against your friends, but you can't play like co-op with your friends yeah that's silly like that's such a it feels like such a like a simple thing for them to be able to implement right it's like uh nintendo when they hear this complaint because i i looked a lot of people complained about this uh like the online features are pretty much the only part of this game that people like universally criticized but it's like it's like oh we can't party up and nintendo was like wait what it's not 2006 like <laughs> you're supposed to be able to party up with your friends and play games with them like yeah obviously you should be able to do that like i i had a little bit of buyer's remorse i'll be honest when i uh sat down to play smash brothers with my my good friend uh cooch boy shout outs cooch boy um we couldn't play together really i mean we played against each other which is fine that's that has its own merit but we wanted to go online and beat up on randoms because yeah that would be great or even just beat up on cpus but you can't do that either 
So you're just you're uh, you, you're you're forced to invite your friends over, which I like. I like playing Smash Brothers live with my friends, which I do. But it's not always convenient. I mean, it's you're not, not close to me at all. You know, I can't play with you. Exactly. I can play against you. Which we'll do later on in this episode. But it's so frustrating that the online capabilities are so, uh, like, limited. Yeah, for sure. Like, they also have these battle arenas, which I could never get into a good one. I, a bunch of the ones I joined, we'd play, like, once, and then they'd close the arena. And they're like, okay, great. Now I'm <laughs> back on the streets. And so, I, I, I don't know. I think they're... I hope that they update this kind of stuff, the online capabilities of this game, because I, there's so much potential there, but right now it's really limited. They do have background matchmaking, which would be the ideal way to play online with a friend because you can kind of mess around locally, and then once you find a game, it'll connect you. But in my experience, you get connected pretty quickly, so it's not really necessary. Um, but if you had a friend, I mean, that's the way I would do it. You yeah. can also spectate, which is hilarious uh i actually did this it's kind of cool the way they present it they show you what country uh the game is in and then oh, really yeah and then you watch the battle but it's like it, it asks you at first they're like who will win which i thought you were going to be able to like place a wager or something which i was like oh i'm actually going to get into this but yeah. you can't all you can do is watch so oh. boring i mean that's Okay, like I said, if you're really bored, you can play the story mode, and that's fine. But if you're true, like if you really want to just waste your own life, <laughs> spectate random battles on Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate. That is a great way to just completely waste Super, your life. The, <laughs> affable chat's review of Super Smash Brothers: a waste of your life. <laughs> I know we're coming across as harsh, but these are just the specific parts that disappointed me. Um, that and, and online is basically the biggest part: story mode and online. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like everything but it's not really what everything is in this game and it always has been is playing locally uh with your friends and, and it yeah, still that's does been, that really that's well. better than it's ever been yes yes it is um another mode that we have in here that you'll probably never play classic mode it's still there that i remember playing that in melee uh where you just you beat a bunch of guys in route to defeating the master hand at the end you know, it's still the same, and it's still satisfying. It's still a good way to spend 20 minutes, and um, it's kind of fun. It's a good way to, like, experiment with a character. You're like, I never play as Bowser. Let me let me see what Bowser can do on the uh, classic mode. And there, yeah, yeah, I did that a couple times, and I, I liked it because, like, you got a different, like, uh, a range of, of, like, villains. You know, you faced a bunch of different people that were supposed to represent villains and excuse me in your franchise you know i played as link and then i would face you know i had to face zelda i had to face another link i had to face um uh ganondorf you know all that stuff so and it's on like link specific maps and stuff so each one is like tailored to a different character which makes you want to explore and see what all the different matchups are right so that, i think that's good they continue to include that and again it's just um more nintendo doing well and like keeping the good stuff I, I don't think anybody's signing up for Smash Brothers because they're like, oh, they better have classic mode. But the <laughs> fact that they do have it, I think, is a net positive for this game. Um, sure. Something that I definitely did. Uh, training mode is still here, which has been at least a, it's a, been a mainstay in the series ever since Melee. Uh, I still have never used it. <laughs> it okay, training mode used to have target smash in brawl which was really fun and really challenging because it was like a speed running competition you had to like you know go through and try and figure out how to best um smash all the targets especially the characters like like link who have a bunch of like ranged attacks you just require like requires a lot of thought a lot of strategy i really like that and they don't have it in this one the other one they don't have is um home run contest 
that was always tons of fun because it was like how do you best you know give a bunch of damage to something in like 10 seconds and then blast it as fast as far as you could you know like it's, it's entertaining maybe for like a I don't know uh, a few minutes but if you ever watch like home run contests like uh, competitions online these things get so intense and people like going down to like the frames about like what they're gonna hit and stuff I don't know it's really really cool um, and I know I, I liked having that aspect and it was just kind of a fun thing that they used to have and they don't have it in this one wow I actually didn't realize that because now now as you mentioned it, I do remember having a good time with the home run contest although I was never any good at it I would always hit the hit the little beanbag guy off the platform and then it would be over I would always try to hit him backwards <laughs> <laughs> But it was fun when you could get like a satisfying crack on him. Oh, him yeah, it was flying. awesome. So, and like the day would change and everything because it was flying for so long. Yeah, that was fun. I, I know this sounds like we're giving this a, a negative review. This is a good game. It's just we're talking about every little detail of it. Um, another little detail of it, probably never going to play uh, Mob Smash. And Mob Smash is for people who just get that endorphin rush from smashing somebody off the platform. Because you basically just smash attack hundreds of characters off the platform and try not to die. Um, which, you know, it's kind of fun. You know, whatever. Do they have the, like, uh, insane mode in this one? Yeah, yeah. They had, like, various modes, I think. Did you try that one? Because it used to be, like, super impossible. Like, you could maybe get one guy. Is that where you fight against just actual characters? No, it was still the same thing. They're just really, really tough. I um I saw that there are different modes. I obviously did the easiest mode, and uh, so I think that m mode still probably exists, but didn't play it. Um, okay. They also have Me Fighters, which is from as early as the Wii U version. That's correct. Okay, and uh, you can edit those guys and create other stuff. Those guys got a whole lot of mileage out of uh, story mode because they have all those costumes, so they can be. <laughs> they can... <laughs> yeah, and there's so many people that are, like in Nintendo that are just dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th those guys got a lot of uh, got a lot of play. Um, I haven't even created a me on my Switch. Oh really? I have a me. I haven't made a, a me fighter yet. I did for the Wii U one though. I had a I had a Joey. Joe and Joseph as my three uh, me guys. Oh, very cool. Me, myself, and I kind of thing. That's right. Um, <laughs> which is cool, you know, incorporating the whole, like, the console's uh, capabilities of creating me's. So that's, that's, and that's been cool. I mean, it's not new. Uh, amiibos. I've actually never had an amiibo. I saw amiibos. Can you kind of describe what an amiibo is, Joey? Yeah, I actually have one. I have a link one. And I was going to use it for this one, but it would it told me it was going to either import all the information from uh, Smash 4, or it was going to erase him, and then I would have nothing. And um, basically, it's, just, it's like a little figurine um, that has like a little chip in the bottom of the platform, and you place it on the, uh, on the controller, and then it like imports information into the game. And it's like a customized... Um, like uh npc basically and you can train him by fighting against him to fight like a sp like against you i think it's really fun actually because you know you face against the computers and stuff and like they're only they can only get so good but you can like your amiibo can be trained up to like a level 50 and even past then they can still learn and they can still like adapt to your moves so like if you're if you feel like you have a really good strategy play against an amiibo for a long time and eventually he'll like be able to stop you which is fun because it makes you have to change and it challenges you in different ways so it's like hard the hardest possible computer then essentially yeah and it's like tailored specifically for you so the only way I was able to get mine to level 50 was by having him face like four different people at the same time. 
And even then, like, if I play, if he's in the match, he almost always wins. Which sounds like a whole lot of fun. Uh, but I also just think it's a cool aspect. You know, it's like they didn't have to include that at all, but they do because they're Nintendo and they like to do fun stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Something that I realized just right before we started recording this episode was that there are replays, which is a cool, it's like, it has like some sort of potential, but what I was really hoping for was more of a theater mode. And mm. I've brought this up before on the podcast, I think. Uh, but vi- like a cinematic mode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, but some games do it better than others. Like this one is more of just if you want to watch it back and take screenshots, it's, it's tailor made for that. But if you wanted to actually make something cinematic and have like dramatic camera angles and make a fight like more theatrical than it was in person, it's going to be really hard to do because you can't reverse. Like once you've gone past a point in the battle, you can't like rewind and watch it from another angle. You have to start the whole thing Mm. over again, which, which is just, it means they want you to just take screenshots and they have different visual filters and frames you can put on it. You know, it's somewhat in depth. You can tilt the camera, you can zoom real far in. It's all this stuff. There's, there's a lot of options, but it's more optimized for screenshots as opposed to like creating cinematic replays, uh, which for, for me is kind of a disappointment but the fact that they have a theater mode i think is definitely a cool feature if you have an epic battle it's nice to be able to save that and be able to go back to it if you you know i don't know really want to watch it again yeah yeah i like the i really was into the screenshots um and when i first got brawl like that was when they first introduced that aspect and i was taking pictures of all these epic moments and then my brother filled up the the wii uh memory card with screenshots of kirby as every character <laughs> We couldn't save anymore after that, so that was the end of that game. That's funny. Um, But yeah, so I'm a big fan of any sort of theater mode stuff like that. Like, I like to go back and be a nerd about it and, like, watch my battles, you know? like Yeah, yeah, like like you're watching, like, play tapes of football and stuff. Yeah, yeah, studying your own moves and stuff. Um, So that's cool, but again like i i kind of wish they'd taken that extra step because i mean i've said this before on the podcast like really good examples of theatrical theater modes are skate 3 and grand theft auto 5 the re-release like the one that came out for the next gen consoles because uh you can really create some cool stuff like things that someone else would actually be willing to sit down and watch uh which isn't the case here okay um so let's talk a little bit about the history of smash brothers so um the first one came out in 1991 for nintendo 64 it only had eight characters um it also like uh the move sets were very limited right they had a moves and b moves right the special moves but uh the b moves were limited to just up down and then the standard b Uh, and it wasn't until melee in 2001 that they introduced like the side moves um I think like melee has survived it like past any of these other games. After Brawl came out in 2008 for the Wii, they um a lot of people were like, "Oh, this game is like terrible because they fixed a lot of the bugs that was in melee and they made it like the mechanics way different." There was actually a different like uh game developers that worked on Brawl that that then melee. So, it was kind of like a studio change situation. Um for me, like uh, I'm not that hardcore into this game. I, I mean, I'm a big fan, but I don't uh, don't care so much about like like input lag or anything like that. So this was always kind of really silly to me. But I did spend some time with some crazy crazy melee players, crazy melee players. Very nice. Um, 
they uh so i don't know if you've ever like seen this whole thing i'm I'm sure there's like a documentary about it somewhere but these guys like um there's only like eight characters you're allowed to play with uh there's only a couple of stages you're allowed to play on otherwise you're not taking the game seriously you can only ever play two on two or one v one there's no such thing as like a three like you know, like a free-for-all or anything like that um they only play on crts like uh, like the big TVs, you know what I'm talking about? Not LCD screens, because LCD screens have input lag, and they rely on input lag to do special moves. Special moves like wave dashing, which, interestingly, they added back into Smash Ultimate. Is that where, like, Fox goes back and forth a bunch of times? Yeah, like, where he, like, can move, like, it's basically where you, like, take a small jump and then dash in the air, and it, like, allows you to kind of, like, move across the field really fast without being able to be hit. It's like a, and yeah, when you move back and forth, like, you vibrate back and forth. I can't remember what that's called. It's, like, wobbling or something. Anyway, it's called like Happy a whole day. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, I spent, like, a whole day with these guys, like, playing with them, and they had, like, all these CRTs in their, their room, and they're, like, they had all, all, all of them booted up and everything. It was so crazy. And they were just, like, so, so into it. Like, I was, like, how are you guys even having fun anymore? It's just, like, you have to conform to these certain rules and stuff. I don't know. Some people, like, really, really get into it, and they have all these specific things they have to follow for it. And, like, Melee has been has maintained its like relevancy in a big way there's still tournaments that only feature melee or like will feature just you know this game um as one of his biggest draws um and i don't know i feel like that's kind of it's crazy because there's other games like brawl came out uh you know seven years later and like the graphics were way better the um like the the playing modes and everything were, were different but they were still like it's still smash brothers to me and actually, what's interesting is in 2011, uh, a bunch of, like, basically hackers came up with this thing called Project M, Project Melee, where they, uh, they, took a, they took Brawl and they hacked into it to make it play more like Melee. And they added all these characters in, like, they added back Dr. Mario and Mewtwo, and they added all these different custom character designs and stuff like that, um, which wasn't available in Melee at all, or, and um, wasn't available in Brawl either. So... Basically, these people have these hacked Wii's that they kind of pass around to each other that have um, this special game on it, and it's actually down like it's been downloaded three million times or something. It's like a very successful game on its own, um, and it's basically just kind of a hack or a port of uh, Brawl uh, that gained a lot of traction. And actually, that one's played at tournaments too um, because it's so similar to Melee. I I love that aspect of the gaming community is when the game itself isn't good enough, they'll make it good enough. Team Fortress 2 is actually a really good example of this. Or, well, Team Fortress is a good example of this because team the original Team Fortress was a Counter-Strike mod and then it was so, people liked the mod so much that Valve ended up making Team Fortress 2, which was wow, like crazy. based on the mod itself. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Right. And it's, I mean, it's just like Project M where the, the community knew what they wanted and they were able to give it to themselves, <laughs> yeah. which is super cool. Um, one of the things I just want to stop you in the middle of Smash Brothers history real quick, because when I was a kid, I played M Melee all the time. Like I, uh, I was a little bit late to uh, the N sixty four. You know, seeing as I wasn't born until four years after the original Smash Brothers came out, but Melee was like, in my opinion, the best game for GameCube when I was a kid. I, if somebody had Melee, I was going to their house and we were going to play the whole time I was there, and it was going to be great. 
and I thought I was good at melee because I, I sunk a lot of hours into that game. And when I got to college and got into the dorm and they're like, hey, we got to you, you want to be the fourth? I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are, you guys are in <laughs> for it now. And I was like, wait, no items. Like, <laughs> I was like, wait, you guys actually use block? <laughs> Uh, and I was done for, dude. I got totally wrecked. And that's why I found out I wasn't good at all. And like oh people gosh. who wanted to play on Final Destination and just like I found I that's when I discovered like kind of the MLG side, major league gaming, yeah. like uh, professional side of Smash Brothers, which at first infuriated me. I was like, you guys are ruining a fun game. This is supposed to be about throwing That's how I feel. About throw, it's about throwing Pokeballs and grabbing the Kirby Warp Stars and having a good time. But once I found out how intricate this game is i was actually kind of impressed like it's in my opinion it's somewhat balanced where uh you can be a lot of like a a variety of characters and still be able to play an elite level and be able to take on almost anyone i know that there are tiers of smash brothers characters and some of them are you know objectively better than others but uh for the most part i think that the game is well designed and uh the fact that they keep on making these iterations is evidence of that uh but i I just wanted to get like express that that when i was a kid (laughs) i thought i was good and then when i met actual players i was like oh i'm I'm actually horrible this game i never like i when i first had when i first played melee which was always at my friend's house and stuff i was always the worst one i was always dying fat first and i was always just kind of a troll i would just be yoshi and like like be uh, like move my uh my egg back and forth across the screen until i fell off i was just kind of a nuisance and then i learned that there's actually like strategy and like there's actually buttons to press and stuff because before i was just kind of mashing because i was always just like bad at video games and then i um i i I ended up getting brawl for myself and played it a lot and i got like i feel like i got really good with link and then eventually got really good with captain falcon and um i feel like i can hold my own against most people there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of people that will beat me especially if they take the game really super seriously but you know i don't know i i think i deal with randomness better than most people um which is something i'm gonna want to get into a little bit later but yeah, after Project M came out um, in 2014, uh, what's it, Smash Brothers, uh, Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS, both of those came out. Wait, is that what I it was called? That. Smash Brothers for the th- Wii U and 3DS? Well, there was one called Smash Brothers for the Wii U and another one called Smash Brothers for the 3DS. Yes, this was actually what it was called. There was no official name <laughs> beyond that. Yeah, it's like, a, I don't know why they did that exactly. I mean, it's not like the Wii U was like the most popular console that they've ever made. So I don't know what the what that you know marketing strategy was. But I mean, they, they, uh, they did change a few things from Brawl and they like brought back all these, you know, different aspects to it. And I, know I played that game a lot, especially with my roommates in college. Um, and I feel like I got, you know, better and better at that and then ultimate came out uh, last year 2018 um and again they changed more things but they added a lot of stuff back you know a lot, i think they feel like i feel like nintendo now more than ever has been listening to their community and they listen to like all the melee players and all the things they liked uh, because melee has really st- stood the test of time beyond any of the other games that they've created so it's uh kind of amazing that um they kind of like reach back and like all right you know here's some things that you guys liked let's bring them back in they brought back wave dashing um, they they brought back all these characters, um, and they made the game even more accessible. But yeah, like like you were saying, like it's a it's so easy to pick up. You know, you can you can button mash and be decent at the game, unlike any other like fighting game. You know, like um, 
what's it called? Uh, Mortal Kombat. You have to know all these like button combinations or Street Fighter where you have to like do that weird thing with your thumb in order to like shoot fireballs. It's all like, this is all like, it's very simple. You press a button, sometimes you hold a direction. And I feel like Nintendo does such a good job of making games that feel intuitive. Like the more, like if you push the joysticks with force, your guy punches harder. Like that's, that just makes sense. And uh, once you learn how that all works, you can kind of manipulate it. But if you're just playing with feeling, it almost like um, accentuates that on the screen, which is amazing. You know, it makes you feel like you are the character. It's it's a, a really like a good testament to game design. I think that's a really good point. I think we joke about like not being good at the game because there are other people who are much better at it. And there, there definitely are levels to it. But at like if you just had a bunch of people who'd never played together and you put them in front of this game, I think they'd have a good time figuring it out and like actually competing with each other even from like just a base level it's, it's like a yeah. low bar for entry which is great um although in college i did have to like learn some survival techniques because i played smash brothers <laughs> in enough serious situations where it was going to be embarrassing for me in real life if i wasn't good enough at this oh, video really? game. yeah so i i actually started focusing on toon link toon link is my guy and uh, i had to learn all his moves and how to be good as him but otherwise i was just going to be a total scrub at these uh at the well okay i did have my i do i had my trolling I, methods as well like you said with the yoshi <laughs> on the edge because i would play as bowser and Bowser had his side B where he like oh yes scoops, Bowser side B yeah he scoops up the uh, like your opponent and then he does like a backflip and belly flops on top of them you can do that off the side of the map and yes you do suicide but you kill them too so it's so worth it sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much yeah okay I want to get into the characters but like um first I want to mention that like this Super Smash Brothers has been the greatest social lubricant for me in my life like everyone else. Like, there are so many situations where I've been where someone's like, hey, like, how about those Gamecocks? Hey, like, you know, <laughs> did you watch the game last night? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about sports. I don't follow sports. I think, honestly, I think sports are kind of dumb in, in, in some ways. But that makes me kind of an outcast in a lot of situations because people, like, uh, you know, people often like to talk about sports. And it's an easy social lubricant to get into it makes it easy to connect to people and that's like been kind of an obstacle in my life but smash brothers has been like knowledge about smash brothers has been such an an easy way to make friends like i can sit down at any time like at any place that has a smash brothers thing i can pick up any controller and start playing and like i can do enough to show that i know what i'm doing you know like it doesn't have to be i don't even have to be that good and that's that's like enough of a social lubricant for me to like fit in with almost any crowd. And that's been super satisfying for me. It's like, it's like a common language that so many people speak, um, that I also speak and like, I, I don't feel that in a lot of ways in my life. So that's like been a, such a nice place to go. Yeah, I totally agree. It's actually the main reason I got a switch. I mean, I was heavily considering it when smash brothers came out just cause I, I wanted to, like play but also because there are so many people in my office even guys that i don't really interact with all that much who all were like big into the game so since i have purchased a switch i've hung out with people that i never would have hung out with otherwise just because we're we have a common uh playing field now a literal common playing field which is the, the super smash brothers on the switch so um yeah i agree and it's something that even if you haven't played in a long time like you might have an opinion about Super Smash Brothers just because it's yeah. it's so uh, pervasive in culture. Everything. And it's like ubiquitous. You know, almost everyone has played this game or at least knows about it. 
which is super okay, cool. So, which, again, as a kid, I was like, wait, there's a video game with all the video game characters in it? That's the best one. Like, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Okay, so um, I want to talk a little bit about controllers. What's your preferred controller, Benjamin? I'll even give you the color of my preferred controller. Oh, God. And it's, it's the purple GameCube controller. Old Reliable, uh. the one that came with my GameCube that I got for Christmas back in... 06 or whatever or what that might not be right but back when i got my gamecube for christmas <laughs> it came with that controller and that has been one of the best controllers in my whole life and definitely my preferred controller for smash brothers um yeah i gotta disagree my favorite con- my favorite controller is the wiimote and i think i'm the uh wiimote and nunchuck i think i might be the only person in the world who still uses that configuration yeah that's pretty that's awful joey why why do you <laughs> like the wiimote and the nunchuck that's how i learned how to use it and i think honestly i think i am a better smash brothers player because i'm more versatile I can use any controller. I can pick up a Switch controller. I can pick up a GameCube controller. I can play with a Wii U gamepad. I can play with a Switch, a Wiimote sideways. You give me anything, I can play with it. Other people will bitch and complain about them not having their GameCube controller. And over here, I will conform and be the easy person to play with, with play with any configuration controller you have. So get on me. Okay, and I respect that. And... uh... Even though I'm a like I prefer my GameCube controller, I haven't really I haven't even bought the adapter for my Switch. I've been playing. I have an adapter so that people don't complain so much. To I, me. I've been playing with the Joy Cons. My my friends have the adapter, so when I go to their house, I I play with the GameCube. But I've been uh, using the Joy Cons since I got my own Switch, which I actually like the Joy Cons. People talk about people are like, oh, don't play with the Joy Cons. I was like, what? I bought the console. The Joy Cons are very similar to the GameCube controller, I, to be honest. Yeah, although my problem is I, I think that the uh, the analog sticks aren't, it's sometimes I get the wrong direction. Like when I'm trying to go yeah, up, I get sometimes I get to the left or, uh, you know, but for the most part, I think that they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> Okay. And they feel good in your hands. Like sometimes, like right now, yeah. I'm holding it up to the mic right now so you guys can hear it. Uh, but <laughs> I've got my, uh, I, I've got it in like the little holster that makes it into like an actual game controller. And yeah, uh, I have the same one. I have I have actually gray, um, a gray Joy-Con. Okay, I've got the color one because I'm fun, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, they have like the little thing you can slide it into so it feels like a controller in your hand but sometimes yeah. I like to play without that and just have it in two different hands and I'll like put one arm up here and like another one behind my back that was a great benefit of having the Wii U and nunchuck I've actually considered mapping out because you can change the controls mapping out the joy cons so that they match the Wii U and nunchuck just to see how that feels um, but I haven't done it yet and also because of a madman. Well, I'm sure because you're versatile enough that if you did, you'd still be just as good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hadn't made that point. Um, yeah. All right. So here's a here's a question that I feel like is obvious, but we haven't talked about it all. What is your favorite character? Oh, well. Who's your main? My main is definitely Toon Link. Although based on the internet young link is better so i'm in i'm in a transition period where i'm trying to get become young link but for the time being i'm far uh better with toon link i i learned how to play as young link on um on melee and then i uh i started playing as link because because young link wasn't in brawl and i never liked toon link very much so i stuck with link for a long time and then i learned how to play as captain falcon and that's he's my uh second second guy Wait, 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 so who's your who's your main? Link, for sure. 
Oh, okay, nice. Regular Link. And I actually really like the changes that they made in, uh, in this game, where they gave him the remote bombs, uh, which matches his uh, Breath of the Wild character, too. There was a whole video online uh, by Zero, one of the best um, Smash Brothers like, uh, players in the world. He talks about how the different versatility that Link now has because of the bombs. It's pretty cool. While we're talking about YouTubers, I want to shout out um, our fraternity brother, Turn Down for Walt. He is a, uh, a fellow content creator. He has a YouTube channel where he he actually goes to like the Smash Brothers competitions. Like he recently oh. he recently traveled to Oakland, California to go to some competition there and uh, like report on it. And like he posted highlights on his YouTube channel. If you're into Smash Brothers, you got you definitely have to check out Turn Down for Walt on YouTube. Um, I definitely will. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, and. Uh, so, yeah, so shout outs, Walter, uh, fellow fraternity brother, but, um, but yeah. Cool. Do you have like any troll characters? What other characters do you use? So, yeah, I, 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 Toon Link, Young Link, uh, super, I, I like Mario. I'm okay as Mario also, uh, just because, I don't know, he, you always have him, so I've played as him <laughs> in a lot of games, you know, when yeah, I haven't yeah. unlocked the characters yet. Um, Bowser is definitely my most troll character because that's when I know I can't win, that I'm just going to try <laughs> to suicide you. Um, I, I, Marth is all right as well. I have, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge Marth fan. I feel like I can beat a lot of Marths. Really? I like his yeah. range. His sword is long, and he's quick, unlike guys like Ike. Yeah, I did, he's, he's definitely like one of the top-tier characters in every game, and... Um, I feel like if you can play against him, you're even stronger. The thing that disappoints me about the Fire Emblem characters is they picked the wrong characters. There's so I'm like a I'm a pretty big American Fire Emblem fan, and there's so many cool characters from Fire Emblem, and I just feel like they pick the lamest ones. Like, yeah. how is Hector not a character? Fire Emblem fans, <laughs> smash that MF like button and 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 in the comments, <laughs> tell me. Tell us how much better of a character Hector would be than like some of these other characters that we have in here. Because first of all, some like some of the characters that are in Smash Brothers aren't even playable in American Fire Emblem games. Um, like okay, like we have Roy. Roy's dad, Elliewood, is in the first American Fire Emblem. Uh, like that's but he's not he, in the game. He's not in the game. Elliewood is not in the game. Um, same thing. Like Lynn is one of the assist trophies. She's like one of the best. Like women with a sword in all of fire emblem she uh she's from the sakaian plains she is a like absolute swords master and she's just an assist trophy when Dang. i think she should get some representation here i mean the fact that there's so many fire emblem characters i think is great i'm as a fire emblem fan i'm happy to see a lot of them but like also robin <laughs> i have aspirations to be good as robin yeah i like robin and i think robin's really cool i haven't are played you, as robin are, are you much. a girl robin or a boy robin I don't know. I haven't played as Robin that much. I might be a girl Robin. You don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I like redheaded girl Robin. Okay, She's my favorite. I I I do think that picking your skin is important. People who are like, oh, don't waste your time, dude. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, no. You have to have the right skin. Uh, but yeah. So there are just a lot of cool magic users, and it's just kind of disappointing that we didn't pick one of the like elite ones. Although I am kind of talking out of. Uh, like without knowing a whole lot about Robin, because Robin is from one of the Fire Emblems I haven't played. I, Robin's I strong. Like if you can play as Robin, I think like that's good. But I, I don't know. He's not one of my favorite ones. Well, they especially do have... since he can lose the book. You know, the yeah. book 
Well, actually, you it's, a, so much it's magic. a tome, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> but 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 the thing I like about Robin is Robin does a really good job of representing the different spell books that are in Fire Emblem, uh, because they're very. There's not a whole lot of them in Fire Emblem, so the ones that he does are straight out of the game, like they, the same animations, even, which is really cool. Uh, like Robin does a good job of representing like magic users from Fire Emblem, but. I wish that it was somebody else. I wish it was one of the characters that I had trained to level 20. And I was like, <laughs> my favorite, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I like it, but it could be better. Anyways, uh, let's move forward. Just quickly touching on the songs. There are over 800 tracks in this game. And what that allows you to do, it's basically just like, <laughs> it's quality by quantity. And what, what I mean by that is like... <laughs> You can. I've never heard that before. That's perfect. You can choose whatever songs you want to play. Like you can even change the songs on the main menus. So if you want to hear your favorite songs all the time, that's an option here. And as a fire, do they have that Sonic song? What's it called? Like Sonic Boom or something? Got to go faster. Running around at the speed of sound. Yes, and uh, (laughs) if you like Sonic. <laughs> that's an option. But that's the thing. You you can customize it. They they went above and beyond. Apparently, that was like a really difficult part of this game was like getting the licensing for all of these songs. But mm. and again, they don't need to do that. They could have just the one main song playing on endless repeat. People would still play, maybe on mute, but they'd still play. But they went above and beyond to get all those songs. And again, as a Fire Emblem fan, they have so many Fire Emblem songs and they're so like these it's so reminiscent. It brings me back. And I'm sure people have that same feeling for their respective games. So I think that's like a really good aspect of this game. Also, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it includes like that whole, you know, um, inclusivity, which is what this whole game is about. Right, exactly. And they, they have that, the new song for this game called Life Light. And uh, it's good. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, it's not like my favorites. I'm not looking it up on Spotify, but I think it's, I think it's fine. I like get, it, it is the song that goes with this game and it does get stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do something kind of uh, interesting, something that is going to be difficult because this is an audio experience and what we're about to do is a little bit visual, but Joey, Joey, I'm, I am by far a much better smash player than you are. <laughs> That is that is garbage. You are, <laughs> that is not true in the least. I don't I don't know where you even get that information from, but you Joey, should check your sources. Joey, I know that I'm a a better player, but I, I feel like there's some way we can prove it. Yeah, let's settle it in Smash. Hey guys, Benjamin here, editing the podcast. So at this point in the episode, we had planned to record an online 1v1 between Joey and I, uh, which we did, but listening back it wasn't really that entertaining to listen to what we were saying while we were doing that like five minute battle so here's some audio from a more entertaining smash battle a little more infamous smash battle uh and then we'll rejoin the podcast at the end of um joey and i's 1v1 which by the way i ended up winning Nice. Hey, there 
There you have it. Oh man, my hands were sweating. Smat, yeah, dude, that was intense. My my <laughs> armpits are sweating. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that was that was thrilling. I hope it was thrilling for you as a listener because you couldn't see any of that, but. <laughs> Just know it was fantastic, um, and, and it really is the best part of Smash Brothers is the uh, the actual battles themselves. I know we've yeah. we've had a lot, we've voiced our opinions on a lot of aspects of this game, uh, but really they just do so much extra that we have a lot we can make fun of. For the most part, the core of the game, which has been great since the beginning, is still there, and that's why a one v one like that, even with low stakes, it can end up being so thrilling. So yeah. I think I think it's great. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, I want to talk about Reggie from Nintendo uh, <laughs> because he was the president of Nintendo North America, and he recently retired. <laughs> and this man we are gonna miss this man and not because he did a good job of being the president of nintendo north america necessarily but because this guy was just a living meme like yes when did when is the first time you remember hearing about reggie joey oh uh, i don't know i think it might have been um well i i when i first like like grew to respect him is when he appeared on game theory um uh, on a youtube channel where he actually like did a debate against matpat about like the versatility of like one of their products or something it was amazing he like went through and like had the whole thing and like had a, a detailed argument and went against matpat and everything it was really good i um yeah and i was like oh wow this guy's like actually engaging with people so i i was i was really happy about it wow that's actually I actually, I, I don't know. I, I haven't done that much research into Reggie, so I'm kind of surprised, but I'm also not that surprised because he is the president of Nintendo North America, So, or he was. But the first time I heard about Reggie was, my body is ready, which <laughs> was a quote from Reggie when uh, they were doing We Fit, when they are promoting We Fit. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Reggie was like, my body is ready for <laughs> We Fit. Which became one of my favorite memes ever. Like you have to know that he's doing that like somewhat on purpose. I hope so. Otherwise, he's just a giant boob. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, we got one last good one when he uh, when he was retiring because we got that quote. And I'll play the clip right here. Okay, that's all the time I've got. I got to get back to playing Animal Crossing New Leaf on my Nintendo 3DS. And dude, like. So, like, even though what he said is totally innocuous, it's so funny because it's him. Like, I saw that used for, like, it's like when you invite a girl over and she tries to, like, reach in your pants or something. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's all the time I've got. I've got to get back to playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. That's amazing. That's not the only thing, though. Like, did you, did you see that he, uh, Who's the next um, president of Nintendo? Literally Bowser. Yes, literally Bowser. <laughs> he passed it on to Bowser. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Uh, that is pretty funny like, you, that you would work at Nintendo and your name is Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Which it just doesn't make any sense. You're like, how does that even happen? Whose last name is even Bowser? And how do you end up there? Is that why you end up there? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's really great, though. But hopefully, I mean, I, I you know that he can't deliver the same level of memes, but hopefully there's something comparable Maybe that comes will. out of Bowser. Actually, I mean, he already has you, a name. Did you see um, PewDiePie 
Photoshop the new like the new president of Nintendo North America, whatever Bowser guy, into Bowser. Like it's like no. a human Bowser. It's all flesh. It's disgusting. It's <laughs> horrifying. But it, it's accurate. It's the same like dimensions and stuff as so Bowser. Weird. It's it's horrible. Uh, okay. We've talked a lot about Super Smash Brothers here. This is definitely one of our experimental episodes to try to review a video game on our podcast. But I had fun. And I think including, I had fun. including beer in there definitely added a little spice to this one. Uh, so in keeping with our format, we will deliver our rating. So, Joey, what, what was the rating that you are going to give to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Uh, my rating is a... Ah! <laughs> Oh man, no other information needed. That's that tells the whole story right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, I give this game 27 hours, 51 minutes, and 40 seconds, which is the amount of time it took me to beat the game. <laughs> and not a second longer, because as soon as it was over, I was like, thank God, I'm done. <laughs> Well, and, and to tell you the truth, I didn't even completely beat the game. I only got 93.7%. Oh, my god! Because there are, you were talking all this big talk about beating the game. Because I left some souls behind that weren't in the main path of the story, and I didn't need them. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be left behind. Even though you definitely free all the souls when you beat the game. So it's like I definitely got 100% of them if they all got freed. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyways. <laughs> We do like this game, okay? This is not supposed to be a negative review. Um, <laughs> Joey, what's next? Uh, the next thing we're doing is Us, the movie that just came out by Jordan Peele. Yes, and uh, I've heard a lot about this. I've heard varying opinions on Us because it's so it's so highly anticipated because yeah. of how good Get Out was and how critically acclaimed Get Out was. And honestly, and I encourage our listeners to, to do this too, Form your own opinion. Don't just read a headline that says, Us is the best movie of the year or Us is the worst movie of the year. Go and see it and make your own opinion. That, and, and then tell us why we're wrong when we talk about it next week. Okay, that's all the time we've got. We've got to get back to watching movies on our television. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account, at AffableChat, or our email, AffableChat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.